There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Surprise! Charity Hall. I'm here with Charity Hall. I'm girl. And I'm still boy. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Uh, Real Church Matters. Well, we talk Real Church Matters because... Real, Real Church, Church matters. matters. Shout out to everybody that listens. Uh... I gotta stop making jokes and saying shout out to the three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, because that's lying and mm. it's a sin. It is. Number two, because I should be boastful in the great <laughs> exploits of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And number three, because. Tell us. It's a whole lot of y'all. Shout out to the hundreds of listeners. Stay humble. The hundreds of listeners that are listening. I'm so grateful for you. Did in the other countries. Uh, Ghana is now on the list. I don't know. Uh, hello to the Ghanaians. Did I say that right? They're Ghanaian. At least I don't think they live in Wakanda. Shout out to the people from Ghana. Those who are from Ireland. We don't believe in luck. <laughs> don't do that. But we are so grateful. Borderline disrespectful. <laughs> we are so grateful for everybody that's listening. Um, it's just a wonderful thing to know that you can share the word and people can listen and feel good about hearing it and, and find something worth listening, worth growing to. I like that. Words, words to grow to. I do like that. Yeah, words to grow to. That I'll add that to the stack of things that never end up on the T-shirt. <laughs> I don't think that's a T-shirtable. I don't think it would translate well on a T-shirt. I keep trying to find long sayings because I'm a big guy. When you just put a short saying, it just sit in the See, middle of your chest it. all this small. This is why people think that all we do <laughs> it's, it's is laugh and joke. Okay, here we go. I want them to take me serious, too. Like, right. they take all the other... Uh, amen, co-hosts. amen. So, on the, a special episode of Real Church Matters, we'll deal with the fact that we talk right to the end of the song <laughs> so abruptly. My God. With that being said, it's obedience over audience. As always. Obedience over audience. Obedient obedience, obedience hey. over audience. Yes. Flipping and reversing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so thankful to everybody that's on here uh listening. Thankful to to those who give. Uh always appreciative to my parents who are my biggest supporters. Uh, hey mommy Hey daddy <laughs> Yeah we were just talking about the fact I don't say mom and dad And sometimes I, I forget with my clients And I'm like yeah My mommy <clears throat> Or my daddy <laughs> Daddy is a little crazier than mommy But I love them to death I'm so grateful that they have always supported my endeavors 
and especially so when it um, relates to matters of the faith. So um, they've always pushed us and encouraged us to do great exploits in the name of God. Our Father. Our Father. So with that being said, so being over audience and I wanted to have a conversation with Charity and I'm being very intentional when I have these conversations with you guys. I'm, I can hear what we're talking about. <clears throat> and so like I have one coming up with Philip. Shout out to my brother. And as I told you guys, if you're interested in having a conversation with me, I will come to you. Simply email me at askme at realchurchmatters.com. Even if you're not in the uh, DMV area, I'll get on the Zoom. We'll make it work. I just want to have conversations. But That's the qu- a good idea. Thank you. Thank you. But the question I have for you, Charity. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. So what defines closeness to God? Mm. To me, when I think about close, it's in relation to how well you know God. How um, the relationship is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he isn't an actual thing mm-hmm. that we can physically be close to, but um, we can still feel close to him. So it's all about relationship, knowing who he is, what he um, enjoys, almost like a um, the relationships that we have here, how we feel close to people. It's only because of the time we spend with them. And <clears throat> I was supposed to clear my throat outside of the mic, but you said so much stuff. It just hit me. Um, I'm averse to the word feel when okay. it comes to closeness. It is very, uh, it's very tricky. You can feel close to people the same way you could feel close to God. And not know them. And then not know them. And just like those people can divorce you, (laughs) cheat on you, and you'd be like, I was so close. We had something. It's like, no, you felt you had something. Mm -hmm. Feelings are deceiving. But And I would love to just stop there for a second and talk about what are some things that you think give a perception of closeness, but don't really, aren't really definable or concrete intimacy or closeness with people. When you see someone or you're in passing or in their presence, but you don't really interact with them, mm-hmm. I think that definitely gives a false sense of closeness. Prime example, when I work with people, mm-hmm. people think that they know me just because they interact with me in a work setting, mm-hmm. but they don't really know me. They haven't seen me in my highs they haven't seen me in my lows they haven't um asked me questions to really reveal who i am in the inside so i think it's important when you um talk about closeness to understand that you can be in the presence of someone but not be close to them like and our our like distance is close yeah. To each other. But 
you aren't close to me. Yeah. It's like to get to your other thing, which you said that is true. You said time. Mm-hmm. And I asked you this question, not knowing that you would actually answer the next question. It brings out the fact that it's not just time that creates closeness. Mm-hmm. It is quality of time. Mm-hmm. And so you just define what the quality of time is that defines closeness is the in the, the time we're together, you are trying to get to know me. Mm-hmm. Like there's an intentional effort. I spend a lot of time with people working with them. Mm-hmm. If we're on a mission to get paid, <laughs> we ain't got time to get to know each other. Right. There is a matter of getting to know people that is just by osmosis, just by being around them. Mm-hmm. You get to learn things. One of the things that bothers me, and this is a side note, a digression, if you will, <laughs> is when people spend time with me and then they will try to finish my sentences or speak on behalf of me like they know me. Mm-hmm. And they say, force wouldn't like that. How would you know? Well, I spend so much time with you. Yeah, but you've never asked me that. Right. You've come up with assumptions based on your time around me, but you haven't come up with an understanding of me based on your time seeking to or, know. Or your observations of me and things, me in certain positions that you've observed me make decisions or say something and you made a mental note like, oh, okay. Force doesn't like that. And try to create a pattern of that, but mm-hmm. not knowing the true pattern there. So there'd be people, there's like, it was a running thing that, where people was like, we know what type of woman Force likes. <laughs> like she's going to have a hijab on, even though we're Christians. I don't even understand that. <laughs> but I guess they're trying to just uh, exacerbate the point that I would like one who is wholesome and near weird understanding of wholesome that also speaks to how they consider you they consider you an extremist or a person who is radical in um what he wants or his standards because you've held yourself to a standard that they can't understand so it seems like a radical phase of christianity yeah well i'll have to have you on for that conversation (laughs) because that's yummy that's that sounds like a delicious conversation because we should talk about um, what is perceived as extreme mm-hmm. or radical in the faith and what necessarily constitute true radicalism. Right. Um, because there are a lot of people out here being contrary with the world on issues that you don't need to be contrary about. <laughs> but just because you think that being opposites make you radical. Exactly. Stinks. Because you can't disagree with everybody. But anyway, so I realized that annoys me about people kind of making those assumptions. But assumptions are made when the intention was never to get to know me. The intention mm. was to be around me and do something else. But you started figuring things in a casual way. Mm. But we don't come up with assumptions if we're casual seekers. You'll never make a mistake on what gift I like if you just came to me and said, what gift do you like? Is that's the reality of it. The quality of time that we should spend with God is that we are intentionally get trying to know him. Mm. 
we're intentionally trying to know his son more specifically. Mm-hmm. And I want to make that distinction because the Bible is telling us that we should be like his son. So getting to know God is weird because we only need to know his instruction. And it says it in the Bible. Yes. It says that through reading the Bible, you can know him, but the comprehension and the understanding only comes from his spirit. Yes. So you need to also have a closeness or interaction with him in order to really know him yeah. beyond just reading. Yeah. Cause. So, it's, it, and that's where I'm leading us to now that we know that it takes time and the quality of time is seeking. How do you get close to God in daily, your daily life? Well, first off, I um, I try to not rely on myself. Mm-hmm. So I always try to talk to him. I try to keep a line of communication open with God so that I know that when I do read the Bible, that he's able to give me clarity yeah. to put me in a good mood because yeah. I have to set those things as an intentional thing yeah. in order for me to get through. I like this and tell me, uh, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm always going to just try to put it into my words to see mm-hmm. if I understand you. And if you like force, that's not what I was saying. That's fine. Stop uh, it. <laughs> 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 so the, the thing of, uh, that I love what you're saying is, we established the time, but the quality of time that is seeking. And then every action I do is infused with the purpose of getting to know him. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up in the morning and I pray, I'm trying to get to know his request mm-hmm. as much as I am trying to make my request. Well, I'm trying to because naturally I'm going to think about myself and my request. So I'm trying to take me out of the equation. So I'm trying to get to know him, but I, 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 I have to kind of get out of myself and unlearn myself. Right. Basically. And so part of that is, is that you're, there are many desires, but when you boil them all together, they will make a rue of someone who really just desires to know him, to know him mm-hmm. and more specifically to know what he desires from you. Mm hmm. That changes the way we pray. Yes. Part of this issue that I'm having with people is like, you're never going to feel close to God if you're trying to connect with what he can do. Your closeness with God has to, is going to come from the more you know him, him, not know about him. And I think that you covered that. And I just want to take another pause to, to let y'all know we are, Born and bred Christians. Mm-hmm. Raised. <laughs> Our parents weren't always Christian, but. And I was alive during a time when they weren't Christians. But the only conscious observations I've had that I remember are of two people who were Christians. 
Absolutely. They tell me of times where they cursed. They tell me of times when they when didn't. your first words were cursed. Why my first words were cursed words or when they moved in ways that wouldn't please God. Mm-hmm. But I don't know those people. What I do know, two people who raised their children in the admonition of the Lord. Amen. In the process of that, they filled my head with a bunch of knowledge about God. Mm-hmm. But it'd be like, and I hear people do this all the time. They will talk to you, but they will already always reference to somebody that they love what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll talk to people and I hear more of what the person they like to talk to thinks than I do what they think. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, my husband, I, I'm wishfully thinking here that I would talk to somebody who actually quotes their husband. I haven't met that person yet, <laughs> but I'm wishfully thinking here and saying I talked to a woman and she's just profusely quoting her husband. Mm-hmm. She, You could tell she just eats up his every word. She la- my husband just said something about that. Let me tell you what he said. And it's just constantly by the time I get to meet him personally, I'm like, I already know you. But I don't. I know of you. I know things you've said. Mm-hmm. I know funny stories and anecdotes and intelligences that you have. But I don't know you. The only way I'll know you is if I get time to seek and understand how you think. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way we engage with God. Mm-mm. I thought I knew him because I've been growing up listening to people talk about what he said all my life. I thought I knew him because I knew a bunch of Bible stories. Yeah. I have no clue. I never stopped for one second and said, now why in the world did God had all these able-bodied men? He going to pick a little boy with a rock to kill a giant. I never even asked those questions. I never pursued the word to try to understand why he did those things. Because before that moment, the words weren't alive to you. And because he like, wasn't alive. To exactly. Yeah. He's the living word. So <laughs> if you don't have him, then you can't understand yeah. his word. And we all know people that are in our lives and we're in their life for a specific reason. We know it. We don't front on it. It's either, especially if you're talented out there or you provide some service of some kind. It's hard for you to get to know people. I mean, shout out to my God sister. Her husband is a, a, a notable athlete. I'm, I even am always in the back of my head, like, how do I engage this person without them thinking that I'm just another person? Groupie. Yeah, that knows him. <laughs> and it, 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 it always is in the back of my head because <laughs> I know what it's like to constantly have people around you for a reason outside of getting to know you. And God knows what that's like. Mm. And Jesus knew what that's like. And we are constantly these people who know of God and know of Christ because they're famous. Amen. <laughs> they're famous. They're infamous to some and famous to good. others. This is good. Did, did I, we want to be around them mm-hmm. for what they can do. We've heard of what they can do. Yep. There's a popular meme with a picture of a white guy from a 700 club. And he says, father, I seen what you do for others. <laughs> I want the same thing for me. He said that 
Somebody turned and put the closed caption on like, I got to catch this because that's a wild prayer. It is. That's a wild prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's the way we engage with God. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew it. Sometimes he went to the crowd and he knew what they wanted. He said, y'all here for the fishes and the loaves. Then sometimes he said, y'all here to see a sign. You're a perverse, wicked generation that seeks a sign. Then sometimes they come to Jesus and the mother come and say, I got my two sons here. You know, they rock with you. Where are they going to sit at in heaven? Mm. They're going to be in the highest seats. They have to be the sons of Zebedee. That's a nasty question. That's a nasty question. They want to know how to get near you, but not be close to you. Mm-hmm. And that's. What famous people struggle with, they feel so alone with a throng of people around them. And that's what Jesus had to deal with. And that's what we have to deal with now. We have to deal with struggling to not be a groupie to God. I don't want to be God's groupie. No. I want to really get to know him. I don't want to just be someone who wants him to help me through a situation, wants him to give me the answer to a problem. Wants him to fill my pockets, fill my heart, complete me. I want all of that. But I don't want it at the expense of quality time. I want it like I get my DoorDash and everything else. I want it to fit tightly in my schedule. I got jobs to finish. I got deadlines. I don't have time to just seek your face. Mm. You hear stuff like pray without ceasing. You're like... He better be glad he getting this little hour before I, the adult version of now I lay me down to sleep. And we. <laughs> you and ever hear an adult pray before bed? <laughs> it's so juvenile. You should have been praying without ceasing, connecting, meditating on God, seeking him about people in your life and all mm-hmm. this all day. But you didn't talk, gossip, watch TV, binge shows. Now God get 15 minutes while you half naked in your PJs. You don't kneel no more. We don't kneel. We, we, we don't even genuflect in any physical way to show humility or gratefulness. We, we half the time, we already snuggled in the bed. <laughs> I already got my pillow between my knees. I'm already laying sideways. I'm a side sleeper, belly sleeper, hybrid. I got my my pillow. I threw my my pillow away because I didn't know that guy was a uh, was a uh, with Trump, the guy who sold my pillows. Oh, he's a Trumper. Yeah, he got banned from Twitter too. Oh. <laughs> I'll fill you in later. <laughs> I liked my my pillow, uh, but anyway, <laughs> got rid of that. But 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 that's the crazy part. It's like we do all of this, and then we like <sighs> already have sleep. Father, in the name of Jesus, just touch my family. Uh, keep us from danger, seen and unseen. God is up there like we're saying, because we hear, we say the same thing all the time. I know, danger is seen and unseen. For some reason, keep speaking about highways and byways. You ain't left the house today. <laughs> <laughs> ain't left the house Talk about highways and byways. I don't understand, Charity. It's a virtual. <laughs> And the difference between ritual and routine is that you think the action creates a closeness with God Mm -hmm. instead of the act, the intention inside the act. See, that's where routine is important. Routine helps us rehearse, helps us remind. 
helps us rejuvenate. That's all it is, a reminder. That's all it is. We are constantly refreshing our mind on the things that are important. Refreshing our mind on the mindset that puts us in the place of closeness to God. Mm-hmm. To sum up what Charity is saying, it, dude, what I'm taking from it is closeness is a consciousness. Exactly. I'm only as close as I am thinking like you. Mm-hmm. That's why, it, it, even though some people say opposites attract, we find our most closeness with people that not uh, agree with us, but people who think like us. And there's a difference. Because we come across a ton of people who are yes people. We'll never know what they think. They are very intuitive in guessing what other people think. No, but they're they're... Their spirit will always snitch on them. Because <laughs> at some point they get tired. Yeah. Yes, people get tired. All of a sudden you'll see that they don't like you no more. You're like, they'll What's just disappear. They'll just disappear. <laughs> like, what happened? So, they, they so resentful. I'm like, I never told you to be like that. <laughs> you didn't have to say yes to everything. You could have your own opinion. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But when we find people that think like us, not agree with everything. No, because it would be pointless to be around people who agree with everything that we say because we don't know it all. But if our spirit is one spirit, as in the Holy Spirit, then we'll add to each other. Yes. We might not have read the same passage or even understood the passage the same way. But it fits together. But it fits together. It's not identical. It is complimentary. Exactly. I love it. It's pieces to the puzzle. This, this is the cool part. Paul was talking about it. He's like, we should be around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Not otherwise-minded. I love that he said otherwise-minded. <laughs> you either got likewise people or otherwise people. Mm-hmm. We supposed to be likewise, like-minded people. That's what create. We're complimentary to each other. We read the same scripture and we write down the say what we think of it. And you can read both of them. And it sounds like a stream of consciousness. Yes. It sounds like it's complimentary, mm-hmm. not two dis- dissenting opinions. Like we in a debate team, I read yours and you like, well, God said, and then I'm like, God said, and then all of a sudden we read it to each other and we look at each other like <laughs> that ain't what God said. You know what I mean? Like what's happening? tell you what's happening we are only going to achieve that like-minded nature when we are like-minded with God and I'm not close to him if I'm not Mm like-minded I would always um wonder why God was well the Bible would say where two or more are gathered I am there in the midst in the midst I Because you need to have a collective of people. You need that. A collective consciousness. Exactly. You need that. It's antithetical. I'm trying big words today. (laughs) I haven't got out the house, so I don't really stretch these vocabulary muscles anymore because I like showing off for clients stuff. (laughs) But what is antithetical to collective thinking is the... Uh, the group of people who say that Christianity and many religion forms are group think mm-hmm. where no one's allowed to have an individual opinion 
you all have to think alike. And that's antithetical because that is a trick of the enemy. We don't want everybody to think alike. Mm -hmm. We want everybody to think like God, to be Christ minded, Mm -hmm. not to agree on everything, but to arrive to a truth that we all agree on. Exactly. That we are like the Bereans who were noted in the Bible for hearing people speak and then researching and studying to find the truth in it and make sure it lines up with the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what we should be doing. That's not what's happening in our prayers. Cause mm-hmm. I try to keep with a narrative here. So that's not what's happening in our prayers. We're not trying to seek his consciousness. Mm-hmm. I believe when Jesus was saying, take this cup from me, he wanted to know what God thought. Mm. <sighs> that's, that's something right there. Real, real church matters. <laughs> Too fancy for me, okay? <laughs> it's been some upgrades. He wanted to know what he thought. I think we are afraid to even pray like that. Mm. You read Psalms, and there's people talk about pluck his eyes out, Lord. Rip his heart out. <laughs> take all my enemies and drag them at the back of a horse. Mm. They're saying these things. They want to... They want to give God their heart so they can hear what he thinks about it. Mm. He said, take this cup from me. And then he got a response. This is how I feel. I hear you talking, my son, but this is how I feel. Not my will. Well, we don't know what God said, but whatever God said, it changed his His perspective. Mm -hmm. So he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Mm -hmm. I started to pray like that. I started to pray. I started saying stuff like, I'm scared to die, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of death. Help me understand it. Help me have peace in this. These are the conversations we should be having. When you want to know what somebody else think, mm-hmm. and you're not just trying to get off a bunch of stuff because you got an order. Mm. That's the consciousness <laughs> you're talking about. She like, I, you know, top of the morning, I'm praying, and it makes me feel better. Yep. This is where Phil comes in because Phil is connected sets, to consciousness. It sets my consciousness on in order him where I'm not thinking about myself. So now you got perfect peace. Mm-hmm. See, we say this stuff, keep my mind stayed on him. How do you keep <laughs> your mind stayed on him? I assume my consciousness is higher than mine. Mm-hmm. Not through mushrooms, not through ayahuasca's. Uh, Wait. I don't even know what that is. That's when they, they they take the LSD and stuff. They like a ritual. They take oh. they take LSD in a group, and they call themselves going to a plane of a higher consciousness mm. with LSD mushrooms and all of that stuff. And only reason I make a note of it is because I see black people kind of trailing into that mm-hmm. that arena. They're late to the party. But, you know, they got crystals and stuff. And, you know, there's a fixation with crystals now. But if somebody put a crystal in your wedding ring, you'd be mad. But, you know. Well, they're doing that too. <laughs> but that's, that's a topic for another day. Cause I, but what they're trying to achieve is. Because a, they intertwine it all together. All together because they're trying to achieve a place of consciousness that is greater than theirs, Mm -hmm. but don't understand it is as simple as assuming a God state of consciousness. 
not by arriving to a higher plane of self, but arriving to a higher plane that removes you from self. Keep self down here. Mm -hmm. Self don't need to get higher. Self needs to get left down here and you need to assume the word of God as your consciousness. I agree. It's very practical. Because you can have all of the other components of a believer. You can have the I read my Bible. Yes. I fellowship. I spread the gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. Without the consciousness. Without the consciousness. Yeah. And you'll be just like Lucifer. Matter of fact, you'll be such like Lucifer that Jesus remarked about these people. Mm -hmm. He he said, they will say, Lord, Lord, I've cast out demons. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about not just doing some podunk church type (laughs) stuff, but I'm talking about really doing some Mm -hmm. God like stuff Mm -hmm. and still he says depart from me you worker of iniquity i did not know you didn't know you there you go the closeness you weren't close to me Mm -hmm. we not homies Mm -hmm. i preached a message one of the few messages the earliest message that i have still on uh, mp3 is from 2012 and it's called beyond recognition Mm. and i use the story of emmett's hill and he was beating. I know. I know. Charity. Let me tell y'all. Back in the day, he oh he would always include a shock factor yeah. in every single message. Yeah. You wanted it to have a shock factor. Yeah. But this one, this one, like this you, one worked. You said the bastard for a sermon title. Yeah. I remember, like yesterday. I mean, it went in the Bible. It's in the Bible, so <laughs> yeah. it's fair game. But everybody was like, he said what? You know what? You know, the pearl clutches, boy. They brought them out for the inauguration. They brought their pearls out for the inauguration. You them pearl, church ladies. Them church ladies. Them. Dust them off, boy. You keep them pearls close. But the reality is, is that it's in that understanding of a practical approach to consciousness. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like y'all beating your heads, trying to figure out why you feel so distant from God because you on COVID break from church mm. and you've you can't be a worker of church right now. So you feel not close to God. That's the relativity of closeness. Yeah, but whole time this is you ain't even working half of y'all. You should be so close to God in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Did you dog on floating? <laughs> but you're not. You feel like you in a dark place mm. because your idea of closeness was working. No different than the whole Martha and Mary story. Mm-hmm. One person thought they would. They they had them and Jesus right here. She like you see. I'm I'm meeting your every need. He like I ain't coming for that. And come in for you to meet my needs. I'm here to meet yours. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus really came to meet our needs. But we don't even know what we should want. Mm. Because our (laughs) desires should be his desire. As Fred Hammond said, and I don't remember a lot of his songs because they're so wordy. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember, I want to know your ways. That's all I remember from the song. 
but knowing God's ways and he borrowed from the Psalms, knowing God's ways is a constant theme in the Bible. Can you imagine? I know you can imagine this. Somebody DMing you and saying, I love your work. I want to know. I just want to be a, a sponge. I just want to get to know all your tricks of the trade. I just want to shadow you. I actually posed a question on Instagram. I ain't get nobody to answer. I got one person to answer. Shout out to Kara. Kara said, I said, who would you shadow for a day? Or a year, I think I said. Who would you shadow for a year? She messaged me. She was like, I wouldn't shadow nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I died. I shout out to Kara. I love Kara. I get it. You know, I don't, ain't got nobody got nothing I need to learn. I get that. But everybody else is like, you know, they don't want to respond or share. But I think is that's what discipleship is. We say we Christians, we followers of Christ. We supposed to be wanting to know his ways. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be following him to the bag or to whatever else. Did we following Christ for? Sometimes that's all we, the disciples were. That's all they were. We're followers to try to know his ways. Mm-hmm. That's why they asked the questions they asked. Mm-hmm. And Jesus ain't get offended by those questions. Because mm-hmm. they wasn't trying to find questions to meet their desire. They wanted to know his way. Mm-hmm. He got annoyed with the Pharisees because they was asking questions to try to trip him up. Yeah. And like, okay, so this woman, her husband died. Then she married his brother. And then when they die, who is, her, who is she the wife of? She's like, what y'all care about this stuff? Y'all, y'all don't really want to know my way. You want to play games. Or to understand it so you can put guidelines around it. Absolutely. It's funky. Yeah. That's church folk. Mm-hmm. Who want to know God's way? And who want to just know how to get from God? Mm. It's a difference. One creates a consciousness. The other creates an assumption. And you go around telling people what you assume about God. And that's why we got all these nasty denominations. Yep. All these people created these, these things based on what they assume, based on what they heard. And then you got this whole other section of people who like, I don't believe in God at all because of what some white man did <laughs> or somebody else did. So you are, you are pushing away the consciousness that provides us with something that is intangible. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate part. My life was changed in a mental, emotional, intellectual way. Absolutely. That nobody else has afforded me. Not no college, not no higher education, not no type of therapy, not no friendships. Only discipleship has led me to that reality. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it, that's fine. But for those of you who are looking for it and you're so close and yet so far this podcast is for you this particular one right here where we got to start to focus on what defines closeness so we can get to a place where we really feel what a God consciousness provides us Mm -hmm. not feel a false sense of closeness one day somebody bought me a watch and so it's, it's a list of gifts that I've gotten and they mean well, but that's not what I want. 
and I'm nobody. But it helped me understand what God was feeling when Cain brought his gift. Cain brought his little thing, which was fine before, but he didn't know what made it fine. Mm -hmm. What made it fine is a right and acceptable heart. And so what God told him is this time I don't accept it because your heart is not acceptable and right. Shout out to Jacob and BJ. We did a Bible study on that on Saturday. And in that we realized he didn't even sin yet though. No, but it was already in his heart. He just didn't have the right heart. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the right consciousness. And because of that, God said sin is crouching at your door. And I'm bringing this up because we're going to round this on to home. But one of the re- most important reasons that we need a God consciousness is because sin is crouching at our door. What is sin? And it will alert us too, So that we can because we have cho- a choice, you know, and like I can always. Feel. Yeah. When God is compelling me. To alter my course. Ah, yeah. And I have a choice to listen to him. Yeah. Or to continue. And it, it could be something as simple as a decision that I, I. Okay. So I was having a conversation yesterday with Solana. and Your we sister. Were, yeah. My sister. And we were talking about the accident that we had. Yeah. And she said, oh, I still would want to do a horseback ride. And I said, <laughs> I said, um, no, I, 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 <laughs> I would not want to um, because it reminds me of that day. And she said, I said, in fact, before then, I wanted to. And I loved watching other people ride horses. But for me, when I got on the horse, I was apprehensive. And I told her, I said, the whole morning, I did not want to do it. And I told her, I was like, man, we should just stay here. I know we already paid our money, but I don't want to do it. And we did it anyway. And <laughs> We got into an accident. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I know God allowed it to happen so that I could Understand when he tells me to do something or to not do something, I need to listen. You know, I call that something. I call that. um, I call it this that this weird thing that church kids go through. Because we live a luxury of awareness Mm -hmm. and we start to resent it as preventing us from enjoying Mm -hmm. life. Mm hmm. When it's not, it's a thing that other people wish they had. Yeah. And we spend our whole lives thinking it, it's us being sheltered and scared and chickening out. Mm-hmm. When there's certain things that I've been scared to do, but I there was something that like fire in me that pushed me to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's things that I wanted to do and something was in me like fire that told me not to. Yeah. And when we honor that thing and stop treating it like it's a product of our parent, the parents that we had or the upbringing that we had, Mm -hmm. instead of understanding that it nurtured us into a nature that is not second nature to many, but it is to us. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing. And 
why in the world do we resent that? I don't know. I don't know. But it's a thing. Oh, I know why we resent it. <laughs> it's a, it. It takes the... Once you see something, you can't unsee it. Yeah. It, it takes the... The ignorance away from us a little bit, which where, which has some bliss to it, uh, yeah, and some fun and some just fun to curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we are left knowing way too much. I've been, I grew up in a culture that kept telling me I ain't know nothing, but they were so wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew too much, and it's what prevented me and guided me even in my ignorances. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't have a full understanding of who God was, even when I wasn't even walking in a God consciousness, mm-hmm. I was still conscious to a lot of things. They saved my life, prevented me from being in some of the consequential situations that other people are in. Yeah. But now you throw on top of that a God consciousness. And I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to feel overwhelmed when you get to a God level of consciousness Mm -hmm. and you are overwhelmed at the sensitivity you are to everything. Mm -hmm. Sensitivity to the point where the only thing I can liken it to is when you first wake up and every sound and every bit of light (laughs) is very acutely connected to you. And you're like, Oh my goodness. And you can hear everything. And then you're like, I wish they shut up. They're not even that loud. But you're like, I wish they shut up down there. That's how it is. Stomp harder, why don't you? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> See, you you actually know me. Part, that's the other thing. Part of knowing people isn't just seeking to know them. It's hearing what they're saying when they're trying to tell you what they feel. Mm-hmm. God be talking. We too busy talking over. Yeah. Half of that, half of my prayer be... Me saying what I feel and then sometimes just being silent and training myself to not be adverse to meditation. Mm-hmm. And y'all got to stop letting people turn these words into bad words. There is a there is a secular and a spiritual to everything. Yeah. Get into spiritual meditation. Because that's what Lucifer wants. For y'all to be confused mm-hmm. and you say, I ain't no time for meditate. It's right in the scriptures. It say meditate on God's word. Yep. Day and night. Day and night. Now I'm sitting in my room with my eyes closed, just blocking out all the sensory things that distract me. And oh, what is he doing in there? <laughs> what are you doing in that closet when you just screaming so loud? You can't even hear yourself think, let alone God speak through your consciousness. Yes, in the closet with the post-it notes, the scriptures everywhere. You, they, if somebody walked in there, they'd think it was the manifesto room of a terrorist. I'm sorry. I just would put like to put more effort building a space in my mind that is suitable for God than just building a space in my closet. And that's the difference between ritual and routine. Some people build shrines and other people build minds. Real church matters. That's what you're here for. Hit me. I think having it just like it's a reminder for me of what you've written in your heart when you can see it and feel it and know 
it's it it all helps. If 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 it's going to help and you reminding yourself who God is and yeah. how He is able to speak to you, then absolutely. Do I got books full of writings? Yeah, scriptures written all through them. My thoughts, things that have come to my heart, mm-hmm. all over the place. I'm talking about just constantly. And then when I move from composition books to computers, I got computers and devices everywhere with notes and voice memos and all of that stuff. But that's there not as a memorial. That's there as a reminder. Mm -hmm. And that's not ritualistic in the sense that those acts don't drive my consciousness. Those are Things that happen because of my consciousness. Mm-hmm. I hold God's word to heart so much. I want to write it down. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I encapsulate it. It deserves to be preserved in that way. Mm-hmm. And some of it published. And some of it set to music. Some of it turned to song. That's true. But we are, I am speaking more specifically to the ritualistic acts of creating things in the sense of trying to create a space of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are misinterpreting. And that's why these discussions are healthy is because you got to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, agree. I got post-its everywhere. I'm trying to remind myself of things I got to do, deadlines I have. <laughs> and some of those post-its actually have scriptures too, to set my mind in a certain way when I'm working. That's good. Mm-hmm. But when people try to create an environment to create a a mindset instead of a mindset that creates an environment, they into some funky stuff. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying, because we take something that we do in a secular world to a spiritual place. It's like the reason why it feel good to dress up in the suit is he does give you a sense of. You know what I mean? You getting a nice, yeah. <laughs> you getting a nice suit or some nice clothes. You feel a way. It changes your disposition in a certain regard. Mm-hmm. But that's still just feeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to get into that. It's like I created a space that makes me feel Christian, so therefore I am Christian. You know what I mean? Like that's more what I'm talking about. I agree. You know, I I ain't knocking people that are trying to, they have a functionality and a purpose to what they're doing. But it also could start in a good intention. Almost like, a, a, not in a good intention, but they don't even realize it. That don't because, make it right. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it, it's right, but it's good to call it to their attention. Because yeah. almost like, you know, drug addicts, they get their first high and they try to replicate that feeling. Yeah. So like one person may have gone to a retreat and they did this at a retreat and it gave them that closeness of, of a feeling of closeness, a sense of closeness, a sense. I love the word sense, a sense of closeness to God. So they went home and did and tried to replicate that. Yeah. And, we should be yelling at them that that's crazy. No different than watching some white kids on a Ouija board in a movie about mm-hmm. exorcism and thinking a demon ain't going <laughs> to pop up. Leave that board game alone. Go find sorry. 
Get a chessboard. I don't know, but stop playing that. It's like, what do you think? And they looking at each other like, who's doing this? And he's like, Natalie, I'm here. It's like, come on. Y'all knew what was going to happen. This rituals, they create life in a form that doesn't glorify God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of well-meaning people are missing out on the truth. No more than Jesus. He, he wasn't trying to make excuses for them by saying, well, at least the Pharisees pray. He said, nah, y'all be praying in the streets so y'all could be seen. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing redeemable about it. And we can't be like, pull up briefcases. I'll be like, Jesus, they could be out cussing. But instead, they're praying. All right. Now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the reality, though. <laughs> no, it's, you're talking about my briefcase. Oh, then nobody. It's the inside until you bring it outside. <laughs> I was trying to make live one. But that's the the cool part of conversations. I think we said a lot here. You answered all my questions. To be continued. Do you though. feel like you know me better? I do. Can we? Yeah, we got to touch on that. I feel like I know your relationship with God when you share what you think. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people have to understand is we can define where people are in God by getting to know what they think. Mm-hmm. And when someone tells you something about how they think, that's who they are. Yeah. So when when I had a situation where somebody was re- reading into something I said, this is not what I was saying. I realized that that's where their thinking is. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're acutely leaning towards to the point where they can materialize things that aren't there. Yeah. That lets me know. That their mind isn't tuned in to the God consciousness yet. Mm-hmm. They are still very aware and very sensitive to a secular way of thinking. I I challenge myself and I want to challenge everybody in earshot to what we're doing here is that we got to challenge how we think. Yeah. We can't just be like, well, that's my personality. I'm real sensitive. <laughs> no, no. Like you need to challenge How you think. Mm -hmm. Why is it that you read into things? Why is it that you create these scenarios? Some of them are not real. Mm. You walk in rooms and think everybody talking about you. Somebody, sometimes ain't nobody talking about you. Sometimes they talking about GameStop stock. Talk about the haters. You know? Yeah, not every hater is is actually real. Some of them are materialized Mm. in your mind. They are fantastical. They are the thoughts that the Bible tells us to cast down. Mm. Because those thoughts create a consciousness that isn't God-like. You do this every time. Wait, say something yummy? Yeah, that that was good. That was good. (laughs) Charity, you killed it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I should um, do these podcasts in your studio more often. Thanks for inviting me back. It's been a while. He had enough of me. But now he's back. Well, we're doing a world tour right now. <laughs> but we'll definitely have you back, Charity. You, it is, a, it is a pleasure, as always. And just like I told Antoinette, there is one particular fan for you as well. <laughs> who will be happy to hear this. And to that one Could fan. it be the same fan? No, y'all got different fans. And to your fan... <laughs> father you better listen to this three or four times (laughs) 
Don't do that. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Dad. Shout out to everybody to listen. Real Church Matters. God bless. <laughs>